So now on the fourth and long podcast, we've been talking a lot, a lot of footy recently. And first off, before we get things started, um, before I introduce you to this amazing gentleman, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really love all the support that I've been getting on Twitter, um, Instagram, everywhere. You guys really mean the world to me, and I really appreciate the uh, foodie fan base because you guys are the best. But this is a this is going to be a fun show because I've been looking forward to this a little bit. Of course, we've had Des Moines um, head coach Donnie Hess with us, now AFL correspondent Coach Hess with us. But now I bring to you all the man behind the Twitter account. Let's talk Brian Barish. He's the head guy for the media for the USAFL. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to, uh, to talk some footy. G'day, Ross. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. So let's just get into it. So let's um, let's talk you. Let, let's focus on you a little bit, okay? So who are you? What do you do? And then, you know, what, where are you, like, where are you in terms of the USAFL and stuff like that? Hi, I'm Brian, and I'm a Leo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the so I'm the media manager of of the USAFL, uh, and I. Um, I've been involved with the league in one capacity or another since 2008. Um, I discovered Aussie rules um, on television, just like a lot of people are, although I discovered it in 1995 mm. before the internet was prevalent before, you know, we had Twitter and all this other mm -hmm. nonsense. And um, I literally, I was 13 years old. I came home from school one day and just putting off doing my homework and I'm flicking around the channels. And I see this game and I'd mm -hmm. seen, snippets of it before so i knew what i was watching was australian football but this was the first time i had i you know i i saw like an actual sequence there were it was an hour's worth of highlights i was hooked immediately because i it was something i had never seen before it wasn't something that was readily available here in the u.s and i i sunk my teeth into it and for several years i followed it uh, on that hour-long show mm -hmm. I didn't completely know the rules yet. I just knew it was high scoring and exciting. Yep. Around 2001 or so, again, I started listening to matches online. Um, it, it was still pretty expensive to watch games back then. It was almost and it was almost impossible. So, I uh, listened to a lot of games uh, on the radio. And um, in late 2007, uh, my wife and I attended a grand final party for the Philadelphia Hawks, which is the team that's based here. And I mm -hmm. had never met anybody with the Hawks. I knew there was a league here and I knew I was, I said, you know, one of these days I'll come out and watch a game. Well, it was at an Applebee's <laughs> <laughs> and we were sitting in a booth at this Applebee's and, and, and every year there's a grand final party. The grand final is, is their Super Bowl. It's yeah. at the Melbourne cricket ground. There's a hundred thousand people there. Uh, but anyway, we're sitting at a, we, we paid our $15 and we sat in a corner and we just were kind of minding our own business. And one by one, people from the Hawks, the players, the coaches, et cetera, started coming over and chatting us up and, and started, you know, how, how'd you find out about us? Who are, well, who are you? How'd you find out about us? How'd you find out about footy? And then eventually the, the conversation started going to, Hey, have you ever considered playing? Now, my athletic background is pretty lean. Um, I was always picked last for the school teams. Uh, <laughs> my dad says I run, I run like a pregnant giraffe. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it just, I, I wasn't a very good athlete. And, and when I was younger, I had some negative experiences around that because kids, mm -hmm. are, kids are mean. Yeah, but they are. said, listen, we don't care. You obviously like the game. You, you have a passion for it. Come out with us next year and have a kick. 
and that's what I did. The following year, I I went out to a Metro game, and Metro is like the nine aside version of it. I know Donnie probably had mentioned it because they play; they have mm-hmm. a big tournament about that. But anyway, um, yeah, I went out to a Metro game, and I, I I put on gym shorts and I had my sneakers. I I was like, well, I don't have cleats or anything, and I don't know if I'm going to play. And, but I go over and I find the field. It's in South Philly, across from where the Flyers and the Phillies and all the Philly teams play, and um, John Loring, who's the head coach of the Hawks, mm-hmm. tall, thin, hairy gentleman, strides <laughs> over and says, uh, "Hey, are you here to play footy?" And I could have said no because I was, I was like, "I can't do this. I'm going to get murdered." You know, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm a wimp, and I don't like getting tackled. And I said, "You know what? Screw it. Let's 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 play." So he says, "All right, congratulate. You know, like, welcome forward. I'm John." He points to a guy and uh, to a bunch of guys wearing these ratty hand-me-down Geelong jumpers and say, <laughs> see those guys warming up uh, over there? Learn their names because in 10 minutes, you're going to be playing with them. And um, I go on the field. They actually asked me to go umpire, uh, which is the thing with the finger guns. They yeah. actually asked me to do that um, before. They were like, we need somebody. You know the rules. Go go do that. Um, and so I come back and I play and five, I think maybe like 10, 15 seconds into the first game, I go after the ball and there's a move in Aussie rules called a shepherd where, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a hip check, a hip and mm-hmm. shoulder check in hockey. Um, well, I wasn't ready for it. And this, this, this guy, Mike DeMeo, who's since become, became one of my best friends on the team elbowed me and I was like facing him. So I caught it right in the stomach oh, and I was stunned oh, for about five seconds. And I thought, <laughs> wait, I'm not dying. We're okay. I think I'll be okay. Right. <laughs> so, so we, I finished playing the game and I, and, and we're, we're warming, we're warming down, we're cooling down and I'm stretching out. And John, the coach again, comes over and says, so Barish, uh, what, what'd you think of the game? I said, yeah, I had a great time. Thanks for letting me play. I really enjoyed it. He said, good. Glad you had a good time. Listen, what are you doing in, in three weeks? <laughs> I said, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I have any plans. Why? He says, well, listen, our first game of the season, our first regular uh, season game is in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to rent a bus. We're going to drive down. It's an eight hour bus ride. We're going to, we're going to rent hotel rooms for the night and we're going to, we're going to go down. It's going to be great. Do you want to come? And I said, to watch? He said, no, dummy, to play. (laughs) I said, well, don't I have to try out for the team or something? He said, all right, here's your tryout. Did you have fun? Yeah. Do you want to play? Yeah. You're on the team. I love that. <laughs> so, awesome. so, and that's it. And that was my first, my first experience. So I, I played, I, I was involved with the club. I'm still involved with the Hawks mm-hmm. um, on a more informal basis. I still go and I volunteer and whatnot with them when, with their, with their functions. But um, I was a club secretary for a while. I, I kickstarted all of their social media. I was their journalist. Basically I was mm-hmm. right. I would write recaps of all the games. That's awesome. And um, you know, the, 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 league is smaller than it i mean we've got 46 teams in the league now but mm-hmm. uh, all the teams on the east coast there's new york and, and and washington and baltimore and boston we all play each other during the year so so mm-hmm. you make a lot of friends and i became friends with two people uh who were on the board uh, uh mike shepherd and drea casillas who were on the board of the usafl at the time they were familiar with me they were familiar with the work that i did and they were kind enough to extend the opportunity to become media manager um so uh, and so to answer the original question before you <laughs> as far as what i do mm-hmm. uh so i do a lot obviously as you alluded to i run the social media accounts for the league so uh twitter instagram facebook um uh, I do. Uh, I am the in-house graphics department. So all those graphics that you see on the USAFL, that's me and my mm. 
my banged up six year old uh, laptop here that's that's served <laughs> me in good stead. Um, you know the um, I do I, I do public relations. I mm -hmm. do a lot. I, I wear a lot of hats. There my favorite do. thing. My favorite thing that I do, though, um, and I've wanted to do this since I was about eight or nine years old, is I am the lead play-by-play -play announcer for the for the league, and I commentate matches. I general I do some games here in Philly. Mm -hmm. I, I actually did a couple of games in Baltimore last year, um, but uh, I generally go to the regional tournaments and the national tournaments and 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 coordinate the broadcast for that. And um, I got the opportunity three years ago uh, to go to the AFL International Cup in Melbourne. Uh, so I've I've called games all over. I've logged a lot of miles, and I, I love every minute of it. That's of all the things I do, and I do a lot of great things, including outreach and obviously talking to folks like you and yep. talking to new great new fans. And but that's my favorite part of it is 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 telling stories, and, yeah. and, and that's why I enjoy what I do so much. You know, I love most about your story, and something that I learned really quick about the the fan base and the members of the footy community is just how welcoming all of you are. And how um, willing you are to help out new fans to really learn the game, to get involved in the game, and not to, uh, not to. No, there's like no no gatekeeping, if you want to call it that. That yeah, hardly exists. Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's that real. You know, it's we're not. It's that Australian spirit. I think who you know Aussies are generally pretty pretty friendly people, mm -hmm. as as we are. I I think you know, uh, there's. It is, and there's some, there is some parochialism that that does exist. Of course, um, because because I think there is, you know, a lot of people see Australian culture as very sacred, and and what is more Australian than their indigenous form of football? Mm -hmm. And I think there's this worry that if Americans or Europeans got involved in it, that it would become too much. You know, you'd see TV timeouts, and you'd see, you know, you'd just kind see of bastardize your game a little bit. Yeah, and 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 um, they're very traditional, and I, you know, there's even there's there's those who who don't think that, uh, you know, they 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 don't like that 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 even that we like it, you know, that that <laughs> there's Americans, but but mm -hmm. that is a, a vocal minority. I think that that you know more often than not, um, you know, when we were in in Melbourne and we were telling people why we were there, I mean, they were flabbergasted that one that we had a league here, that two that there were Americans that were knowledgeable and passionate about the game. And I mm -hmm. think that, you know, you know, there's some people that are, again, that, that, that aren't, that, that still need to get used to that idea. Yeah. But the fact is, is that it is really good. And I think more often than not, you're going to see people embrace it. They just like sharing their passion and, and, and we have such mm -hmm. a tight knit community here and it's, you know, it's relatively small compared to other sports around the country, around mm -hmm. in the country. So I think that's why we're quick to embrace people and, and say, you know, we don't we don't care. You know, what do you need to know about the game? So you're right. It's it, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think uh, and that's my attitude is that if anybody's to, willing to take the time to learn the game, then I'm, I'm willing to, to teach them. And, and, and I know I'm not the only one. And I am 100 percent on board with this sport and with the league of the USAFL as well. But let's get a little more into the game of footy. OK. So, first off, a little bit about you then. Uh, we all know that um, our now AFL correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, is a big Sydney Swans fan. I have adopted the GWS Giants is my team. So, who is your team in the AFL, if you have one? I do. Um, I am a – I actually have two. There's okay. A little, there's, a little, there's a little story behind okay. that. Um, so, I, of course, played for the Philadelphia Hawks. Mm -hmm same colors and and as hawthorne and okay. so i've adopted the hawthorne hawks um 
It's good and reasoning. I really, yeah, and I was really happy to kind of go through life. I When I very first started playing, I was like, ooh, St. Kilda. Been around for 100 years, most losing his team in the league, only mm-hmm. one championship. Mm, you sound like the Phillies. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, so I was, so when I first started, I liked them, but, and I, you know, I, it, they don't bother me too much. But Hawthorne, mm-hmm. I think my first year in 2008, my first full season, again, grand final night, and they were playing Geelong in the grand final, and Geelong had only lost one game that year, and everybody was tipping them to just, and they had won the, the previous year. So everyone was just, just, predicting that they were going to come in and smash the Hawks yeah and 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 it was I mean it was a really good game but in the fourth quarter Hawthorne just like blew me away. and and I was like this is like I feel actually feel pretty good about this you mm-hmm. know I've got the Hawks colors I, let's you know so so I'm behind that now my other team is Fremantle Fremantle and the, is a story behind that is is my first that first grand final party that I was talking to you about in 2007 mm-hmm. which was a horrible game by the way <laughs> unless you were a Geelong supporter because they won by 119 points 119 oh yeah, yeah. that that's 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 pretty bad yeah, up. and most lopsided, only only three digit um, in the one hundred and twenty some odd year history of the AFL Grand Final, uh, largest history. But anyway, um, there was a young woman there uh, who uh, we you know because we were talking to and mm-hmm. and uh, and I happened to say you know I love Fremantle's jumpers. Now their jumpers now are just purple and white, but when they first came into the league, it were purple, a giant white anchor, and then red and green. And now jumpers, just real quick, they're like the jerseys they were. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and they're they're the the nomenclature actually started back in the day. Mm. They used to wear woolen, long sleeve uniforms, and that's and even those are called jumpers. So like okay. if you have like it's almost like a like a like a sweatshirt, mm-hmm. um, even though now they're very thin and very mm-hmm. the the or the Guernseys are another. They're all tank tops. Guernseys yeah. was something that I saw too. That. I was like, um, it kind of threw me off for a second, but I saw Urzi, so I was like, oh, maybe that's just what they call Jersey. And I just went with it. Yeah, and they've got long – they still wear long – some players do still wear the long sleeves. Mm. Um, it's it's either – but it's funny. It's either no sleeves or long sleeves. There is no, no in-between. In between. <laughs> um, Hawthorne actually did try to do short sleeves one year. Actually, no, um, uh, Geelong actually for their preseason have done the T-shirts. It's that so weird looking. I mean, I, I think – Hawthorne stopped doing it because they were getting too hot because they were wearing, I think they were wearing them as preseason jerseys, mm-hmm. jumpers, and it was, um, you know, we're talking mid- middle of their summer. When yeah, preseason yeah, that's was, not so. fun. But um, so, yeah, so so I have a soft spot for Fremantle because she basically she said, listen, I'm a Dockers supporter. I will go home and buy you a jumper, and if you promise to to barrack for the for the for the Dockers, and I and I said sure, I'm I'm happy to do that. Man, so. if someone wants to give me something free just to support a team, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and and um and and she also in in ensuing years actually when they did change their logo and they adopted it, uh, I got a hat from them too. Uh, so uh, and you know I like purple, so it, yeah. It, it's fun color. You see, and I just now bought my first peach uh, piece of merchandise from the AFL. My GWS Giants hat is in the mail right now. Shout out to shipping for costing more than the product itself. <laughs> but you know, at least it's like forty nine ninety nine in total in Australian dollars, and mm-hmm. the the US dollar is stronger. So at least I got a little bit of a discount. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so weird right now, and I, I it's it's funny because I um. I bought a Hawthorne jumper. You know, I guess this is going back about 
um, I think this is going back about eight or nine years at about mm -hmm. 50, pound, 50 pounds ago. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like a $90 jumper and the, and the, uh, the shipping was like an additional $35 or right. something like that. It was, and again, this is going back eight or nine years. Um, I like, and the one thing that I do like about the old teams, and you and I were talking briefly mm -hmm. before you hit the record button yep. uh, about some of the histories of these teams. Um, in the 70s and the 80s, mm -hmm. There was um, all the teams, their logos looked exactly the same. And if you, you know, you and your listeners go look up VFL Shield logos. VFL Shield logo. Because the AFL used to be called the VFL. Yep. For um, the Victorian their... Football League. Exactly. In all history. the teams. Hell yeah. All... See, I'm learning. I'm teams... catching on, man. Yeah, catching yeah. on. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing good. You're doing good. <laughs> um, no, the, all the teams basically was a shield, and then and then uh, there was a the you know obviously the the logo of the team yeah. before you know they started becoming yeah. more like the rest of the world and branding you know, you know. branding. But um, uh, I like that style. So my most prized, I guess, team thing is I bought a hat at the Melbourne Cricket Ground when I was there that had that logo, and mm. uh, it's good. It's one of those where it could like rain really badly, but it doesn't lose its shape. You know, so oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Hat. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice hat, and it wasn't. I don't think it was too expensive. I don't remember, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I, I um, yeah, merch is merch is really good, and and we're lucky and and to have like a really good uh, sponsor here uh, in Play U Play Aussie USA, uh, who does uh, also uh, they they have a lot of teams. In fact, I think they have the Giants as well, uh, but they have a lot of teams. They do Sharon and whatnot, so we're lucky to have That's that. Awesome. Which, yeah, which yeah. which cuts down a little bit on the on mm -hmm. the shipping, but well, shout out to them. Shout out to them, but absolutely, it's, it's all about some of the things you know in sports. The only reason you keep watching is because there's an actual reason to keep watching. So whether it be something off the field or on the field, like what really keeps you drawn to the AFL? Like what initially got you hooked, and what keeps you coming back for more? Well, the game just moves so fast, and the game has evolved just like every other sport has over the last since I've started watching it. And again, we're going back a quarter of a century. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there is, you know, the clock doesn't stop. I mean, when the ball goes out of bounds, yes, but the game yeah. doesn't stop. No. They just chuck the ball back in. It just keeps going. Yep. Um, when you see the play, like especially if you watch back in again the '80s and the '90s, some of mm -hmm. the crisp passing. Um, just, just it almost looks like uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, where they're going through the weave, and and um, you know what I like, especially as a as a player. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you played gridiron football. Yep. Everybody has a specialized position. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, quarterbacks need to have a good arm. Running backs need to be fast. Uh, you know, wide wide receivers have to have good hands. Yep. Uh, there are instances where you see a wide receiver run, or you'll see a running back throw. Mm -hmm. But um, typically, it's specialized. Yeah, exactly. Everybody on the field has to have the same skill. Everybody has to be able to kick. Everybody mm -hmm. has to be able to handball. Um, everybody has to be able to has to be able to go up, judge a judge a ball in the air. Yep. Um, the way I feel about it is, if you have the football in Aussie rules, you're the quarterback because mm -hmm. you make the decision. Do I have time to bomb the ball long? Do I bomb the ball long? Do I go for the short option? It's similar in that you know it's it's very improvisational because unlike gridiron where there's um, where where there's routes and everything is scripted. Yeah. Um, I mean here it's just ever you're you're going on instinct. Mm -hmm. It's a very three dimensional game. It's not like rugby where or or gridiron where again you're going you're going 
in opposite directions. Yeah. If the, you know, sometimes the best, the best option isn't directly in front of you. Sometimes it's behind you. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to look around. So the fact that, you know, it, it's, and when you're playing, especially when you're playing in the midfield, it's like, it's like being in a hornet's nest um, because you're playing around, you know, you've got people running around all over the place. Um, you know, if you're on defense, you're essentially a defensive back. Your job is to try and disrupt the play mm-hmm. or, or otherwise, you know, just, just stop and, and kind of mess up everything that's, that's happening. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things happening and everybody has to have the same, same skill. Now mm-hmm. by the, or by, by the same token, you don't have to be built the same. You don't have to be the same height or the same the same weight mm-hmm. uh, to play. Um, you know, if you're a if you're a smaller, faster player, like a maybe like a good again, we're talking in terms of gridiron yeah. guys that would normally play like running back. These are players that would be good midfielders or good on ballers. And an on baller is somebody that literally just follows the ball all over the field. Okay. Cause there is no, there is no zones. There's no offsides. There's a rule in the mm-hmm. AFL where you have to start a certain number of players. I, <laughs> that rule doesn't exist in the USAFL, but um, you know, if you're a, if you're a tall player, you'll, you'll play rock, which is kind of like a center in basketball, mm-hmm. or you'll play, or you'll play on the forward line or you'll play a fullback, uh, you know, so that, because that's where a lot of the long bombs go in and there's a lot of contested balls. Yep. Uh, you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're kind of a hybrid, maybe you play in the half forward line or, 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 or in the half back line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe if you're, uh, you know, maybe if you're not a strong long distance runner but you're a better sprinter then yeah maybe you play in the again you Mm -hmm. play up in the forward line where basically you're an all-out sprint and then you kind of come back and just kind of monitor the play Mm -hmm. so um there's no set it's again you know it's not like the offensive line where you know if you weigh less than 300 pounds you're gonna get run over right or if you're Uh, not six or if like not six four you're probably not going to be playing football you know exactly so so yeah and there's a lot uh, so so that's the thing is that it's a very um, you know, there's a very, uh, so it's inclusive. Yeah. It's very, inc- yeah. Yeah. Very inclusive game. Um, off the field, I think what comes back, um, one is the tradition and you mm-hmm. and I have been talking about it. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, there are, you know, you talk about here in the States where there are people who are, you know, fourth and fifth generation, let's say Packers fans and Bears fans or Cubs fans in baseball mm-hmm. or, or, you know, uh, or Blackhawks fans, or I'm picking on Chicago, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like, like Phillies fans that have been, you know, like my dad, who's, you know, in his, you know, he's 72 years old and he's been following the Phillies since he was six, you know, that's the same thing. You've got people who are like fourth and fifth generation Collingwood fans and Melbourne fans and Geelong fans. Um, you know, the, the interstate teams, uh, most of the interstate teams now are, are more than 30 years old. So we're starting to see second generation mm. like Crows fans and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, uh, there is that tradition that everybody kind of holds to everybody is a diehard fan. There's no, there's very few casual fans. Everybody is, they ride high on every win and ride high and, and they're, you know, depressed when they lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of that, and you've already touched on this is, is the sense of community. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody is you know willing to learn, willing to, to get involved. And in a lot of cases, you know, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, you, you're a, you're a dirty, rotten, you know, Collingwood Magpies fan, but you know what, you're still, you're still a good person and you still enjoy the <laughs> footy just like I do. So, right. so, so that's what it is. There's a, there's a lot of really, really great aspects of it that, yeah. that a lot of people get involved in. And that's like, I love your touching. 
it's almost um, anyone kind of in your story as well. Almost anyone is if you're willing to uh, to get on that field and, tr- and just try it out. There's a, probably a place for you that that you could fit into. There's probably a role that you could play. And then also to your point of everyone having to have at least a baseline of the same talents. It's crazy that everyone has to be a great kicker. That's like one of the differences between my sport of American football and yours of Australian football, where like it's specialized. Everyone mm-hmm. does one thing. Well, of course we can all do like multiple things. And then like in your position group, like the best offensive lineman can play all um, three positions, whether it be guard, center, tackle, or mm-hmm. you have guys on offense that could play receiver, running back, or you know wide out slot. You know defense you could play cornerback or safety. You know stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there's really only one person that can kick. And if you're not the kicker or punter, you're probably not that good of a kicker unless you're Chad Ochocinco, who's just like in, in the league of his own, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would love for him to, 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 you know, everybody's talking about Pat McAfee, but it's great to, it would be great to see him on a footy field too because I know he could really Well, he's it. just an athlete. And oh, yeah. So, so, like, honestly, if you're just a great athlete, footy is something you can excel at. And also – I. The, the plays that happen in footy I, and the fast pace of it, that's when, like, I think six or seven years ago when I finally started to get into hockey, that's what really made me latch on is because it doesn't stop, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just constant, whereas I love football. I love yeah. baseball. But it does get slow sometimes with all the commercial breaks and, you know, yeah. wait for pitches and stuff like that. Whereas the AFL, you have ads on the field. And that's also <laughs> one of the things that threw me off is how they paint the ads on the field because they paint them like 3D. So oh, yeah. it looks like they're about to run to like a sign, but then they just walk over it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's funny and what's funny about it is I, the, so my first game at the MCG mm-hmm. uh, three years ago, and I who sat plays there? On, um, five teams play okay. there. Yeah. Um, I think Donnie, I think that was part of actually, I think Donnie may have touched on that actually. It was, I um, just want to like kind of go over it again, you know. Oh, yeah. Pound it Absolutely. In, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the game that I was at for that particular game was Essendon mm-hmm. and Carlton. Uh, and I think that was an Essendon, no, that was a Carlton home game because Essendon okay. played play at the Docklands. Um, any fish. I was sitting on the opposite side of the camera, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it basically looked like somebody took a uh, somebody took the logo and ran over it. It was a Toyota logo, and it looked like somebody ran over it with a Toyota. Um, <laughs> it, it was really, it was, it's really weird in person. It's it really almost just is. how Australians in like maybe New Zealanders also do their logos and ads, but that's how it is on the rugby field as well, and yeah. so. It, I think it's very creative of, of a way to do that, though. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's a little off-putting, but uh, no, I you get I, used to uh, it. Yeah, like but, other but things. You're, but you're absolutely right. It, 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 you know, I mean, and I, I grew up with baseball, and and I like cricket, um, and that's mm-hmm. another sport that you know kind of moves at a, its own leisurely pace. It's and, only six-hour games, you know. Yeah, six-hour <laughs> five-day games and that five sort of day. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, seriously. Test and they get mad b- about baseball being three hours. Yeah, you know, but but I just I mean, that's the thing is that is that I think a lot of people, you know, and and, you know, soccer is becoming more popular in this country. And and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a soccer fan, too. Um, But I I think and and soccer is a very acquired taste because you you kind of have to appreciate the build up and you Mm -hmm. have to appreciate the the style of the play, especially you can say that about baseball too. kind of the same sense about that sport. Yeah, I mean, I'm 
I'm I'm an, very and I grew up in the National League city, so of course mm-hmm. I'm very anti-designated hitter. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I you like must this, hate this season. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they're doing it. I'm just worried that Manfred's going to be like, "Oh, it worked. Let's do it." You know. Oh, Manfred, that's that, that's a different topic. I think that's another own. topic altogether. <laughs> But you know what? And, and the thing is, 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 well, the other thing is I like the idea of, I, I think if you're a baseball player, and again, we're talking about specialization yeah. and all that other stuff. You're a baseball player. You got to play the field. You got to hit the ball. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm tired of pitchers getting molly coddled and I'm tired of these 45 year old guys that all they can do is hit and then sit, <laughs> sit down and they get paid, you know, a million dollars a year to come up and swing the bat three times a game. <laughs> sit down. But that's another story for another That's time. a different topic, right? <laughs> Back to footy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's it's really just an eye-catching sport, especially just mm-hmm. even I don't um, have, I guess, the funds. I guess I don't have access to the like the AFL network or whatever you want to call it, the, the watch um, app. The watch so, AFL, So yeah. I just watch it anytime it's on Fox Sports or something like that. Anytime I'm able to catch it, I watch on there. Or I just go onto the AFL website and I watch all the replays, which are still highly entertaining. And- yeah, and, and and I think that's the biggest thing also, uh, um, Ross, is that the, you know, we're seeing now this, this hopefully, I mean, you, you know, we're seeing all these games on Fox Sports 1 and, yeah. and ESPN 2. The last time there was a, a game on, a game on Fox Sports 1, mm-hmm. I think 2016, and before that, I think they used to show two games. I think they used to show one game on Fox Sports 1 and then two games on Fox Sports 2. Mm. Um, up until this year, they used to show one game on Fox Sports 2 and the rest on Fox Soccer Plus, which, again, $15 a month. Yeah. Um, and it was buried. And, and you know, now we're seeing – I don't remember I've, – I've never seen more than more than two games on Fox Sports 1 a week i've never and, and last week there was five mm-hmm. last round there was five and 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 that to me is in, in addition to one game on espn2 and one game on espn3 mm-hmm. which you know that's another story but but i don't remember seeing it as prolific as it is it's awesome now, i i love the accessibility to it especially for is a new fan everything mm-hmm. it's just becoming more and more accessible and it's almost a almost no better time than now to become a fan of it because just how easy it is to 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 get into it now more than ever well and the hope is that people like you and people who are new fans of the game Mm -hmm. will make their voices heard and and reach out to you know fox and and whomever and and uh basically say look you know next year you know, things will, might be back to normal. We might be having you know, regular broadcasts. Yeah. You know, we would love to see. You know, what are you going to show at one o'clock in the morning on Fox Sports One? A rerun right. of the <laughs> UFC, drone racing. You know, Shannon and 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 uh, Skip. You know, I don't. Put some, I don't, uh, I don't care put some footy on, please. Put some Any, actual sports anything that's on. not undisputed. <laughs> exactly, and and I think you know, if more people come out, and and like I said, we've been we've been thankful. Uh, to get a lot of people who are who, like yourself, who mm-hmm. who I think will will stick with it after after yeah. this is done. And, well, also, and, I, the AFL don't mean to catch up, but the AFL is yeah. kind of realizing this too because I forget the the teams that played, but it, I believe it was last week, last round, where they had a game take place in prime time American time to really get some more eyes on it, and that is crazy to, for for me to see. Well, there's there's talks. Um, 
there's there's discussions about uh, eventually holding a game in Los Angeles. Well, Don, or yeah, in Coach, Coach Ice was telling me about GWS possibly come to Los Angeles. And yeah. If that does happen, I might have to might have to take a little vacation, you know. And and the thing is, is that you know there's there's gonna there's gonna need to be a lot of heaven and earth move to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, so so all the games that have taken place and there have been I always forget the number. I think it's five games have been played. They're all exhibitions, mm-hmm. um, with the exception I think of the first one, which was in Honolulu, which was played at Hickam Air Force Base, which mm-hmm. I think was actually a pretty big size field. That's awesome. And then the last one, which was at the U, at the UCLA uh, intramural stadium mm. uh in 2006 um the other games were joe robbie stadium mm-hmm. uh, in miami which is now hard rock yeah. um and uh, there were two games there and there was one game at what is now providence park which is home of the portland timbers of mls okay um there's also been games in canada at uh rogers center and also at bc place and mm-hmm. uh they played you know, it was a smaller field. They played 15 aside in, in, in many of these cases. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, you know, it's so finding a field and finding that is, is going to be difficult. Yeah, um, it's, it's a huge field. It is. And there's yeah. one ground in the country that I think could host a game like this. Uh, the problem is, is that it's in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And the two issues of that is one, it's in Florida. Yeah. And two, well, I mean, the, the, <laughs> specifically, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's difficult to get to in terms of, I mean, if you have it in L.A., L.A. is a hub. Yeah. Um, you know, you got people. But also, I mean, you know, words. in terms of, like, coming from Australia, L.A. is a yeah. whole hell of a lot closer than having to go completely to the mi- uh, the other side of the planet to get to, right. to Florida. Well, if we were talking an exhibition game, I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I but think, they were I talking think... regular season for this proposed GWS one in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I think what's going to end up happening is is because they also said, well, how are you going to get this to happen? Mm-hmm. We've seen in Major League Baseball and the games in Japan where they've played those two games in Japan like a week before the rest of the regular season yeah. started. And now I got to witness that last year because I'm an A's fan, and so I was up at you know two thirty in the morning watching them lose. So that was a lot of fun, <laughs> but it's all about the experience, right? Yeah, seeing some especially baseball in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, especially something like that. Yeah. Uh, go, go, Golden Eagles! By the way, anyway. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's it, but yeah, it's something that obviously, if we could get to happen, I think it would be fantastic. And mm-hmm. you, know, you talk about the time difference. I think if you have it at seven o'clock on a, you have a have it at seven o'clock on a Friday night. That's nine a.m. in Australia. And, it's you not know, too I bad. Mean, people that wake up that early to watch nfl games so oh, yeah. you know it's it's not it's it's i think i think it'll be great if if they're able to pull it off mm-hmm. that'd be awesome just in terms of spraying the game around the world and you get especially bring to like a, a market like los angeles that's gonna be a lot of eyes on that i know it's different sport but they do rugby they'll have like every um occasionally like things like annually biannually whatever they'll have a rugby sevens tournament taking place in San Francisco, where the Giants play, I think mm-hmm. it's not AT and T Park anymore. It's something else. I forget the yeah. name. It's always that's going. um that was the that was actually the Rugby Sevens World Cup. That's um, right. They do have a yearly uh, tour mm-hmm. where it's in. Uh, they usually play it in Vegas in yeah. March. Um, uh, the last time I saw it, it was it was like last spring when the U.S. actually won. They beat uh, Samoa, I do mm-hmm. believe. So that that made me feel good. You know, go USA, of course. 
Yeah, I covered that. I covered them that for a while too for a for a soccer outlet of all things. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I and I got to do the rugby sevens here as well. That's awesome. Um, an interesting topic really quickly we're talking about rugby sevens and we're talking about expanding and getting and getting uh different cultures and different countries and mm-hmm. uh afl developed well years ago they developed something called afl nines which is supposed to be a nine aside and in some cases like a co-ed uh but a way to kind of get make the game more accessible well mm-hmm. the one thing that they wanted to do was get it to where you could play it on a soccer field in a in a soccer stadium because um, Gil McLaughlin, who's CEO, um, I'll tell you what I think happened. Uh, okay. A few years ago, there was a junket here in New York for uh, there's they have something called the International Rule Series. And mm-hmm. It's a combination. It's a hybrid game between um, Aussie rules and Gaelic football. Okay. Uh, sports are oddly pretty similar, except for the amount of contact. That's another story for another day. <laughs> um, they were on their way to Dublin, and mm-hmm. they were in New York, and um, I I know that Roger Goodell had had uh, Gil McLaughlin and the AFL contingent as guests, and I know that part of it was he was at Giant Stadium, mm. and I'm pretty sure that Gil McLaughlin looked out at um, what it what it MetLife MetLife Stadium, yeah, this ninety thousand seat stadium, and in his brain pictured the stadium full of the brim of people watching some form of Australian football. So they created this thing called AFLX. And I think the concept was pretty good in terms mm-hmm. of what it was dying for. I think it, the idea was one to have it be like a spec. I mean, very much like AFL, I'm sorry, like rugby sevens. It was mm-hmm. five, a, a seven aside. Um, you know, they had, uh, uh, you know, these, these different rules. The game was much faster paced. You could play a game in, you know, 20 minutes. Um, there's a new game again, three games an hour. Yeah. And um, the, the the one mistake I feel they made was as they they played the game in Australia. They did it as like a preseason thing. They did mm-hmm. it one year as a um, as a like a like an all star type thing. Yeah. They had like a draft and all this other stuff. And the problem is when we talk about tradition and we talk about how Aussie how Australian fans are very set in their ways when it comes to a lot of their stuff. Tradition breaking. It, it didn't it didn't really go over well and i mm-hmm. think the problem was is it was being sold to them as hey this is the new version of the game we're going to take this to the world mm-hmm. and i i think that i think that they were kind of selling it to the wrong audience that's bad marketing and now if i think if they just almost introduced that as like a new sport to the american audience now that might have gone over a lot better because most people still probably didn't don't know about it you know yeah, and 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 my my thing is is I'm I'm very much a traditionalist, and, mm-hmm. and but like as I mentioned, we play nine aside games all the time, where we're where we play by the the normal rules. I mean, there's slight modifications here and there, mm-hmm. but there was some rule. I mean, it, it basically just looked like basketball. Uh, it really did. It looked like it looked like That's basketball weird. on grass because people were coming up and back. Yeah, I like. I mean. And if you're dealing with players such as them, I mean, you're dealing with the best players of the in the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's going to look very much different than like if you and I stepped out there and played. You know, if you talk about amateurs, <laughs> you know, it, that might look like regular footy. But um, but yeah, I know that 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 was part part of 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 that, and we've seen that with like T20 cricket, where that's that's starting to make inroads in certain mm. countries. Uh, you know, three on three basketball. You know, or even you know, again like smaller, tinier versions of the sport. I think the AFL still has a ways to go, but I appreciate mm-hmm. that sort of effort. And we do still use AFLX as a training tool here in the U.S. Well, that's really cool. I, I, of course, I hardly even knew the USAFL was a thing, let alone AFLX. 
It is. <laughs> Try and copy the XFL, I guess. You know, let's bring it back, please. I can't wait. Shout out to The Rock. Um, but one thing I want to talk about is we covered um, in our first show with uh, Coach Hess, we went over some lingo. Lingo is uh, very important to know when you're trying to actually follow the game. But there's <laughs> also more than any other sport in the world that I've seen, AFL in, in footy easily <laughs> has the best lingo in any professional sport. So I got a small list. We, we did our list with, with Coach Hess. So let's do our list. So <laughs> throw in anything that you want. I got mine. The first one I want to talk about is leather poisoning. Leather poisoning is when you uh, have a lot a lot of possessions. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk in footy. It statistic is is possessions or disposals. They're they're pretty similar. Um, now, can we you, explain the difference real quick? Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, 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 they're actually kind or, of the same. Uh, okay. a, a, a possession or and a disposal is um, how many times you you have the ball and get rid of it legally, mm-hmm. uh, either by handball or kicks. So it's mm-hmm. your handballs plus your kicks. Um, if you have a high number or if you're getting it in a, in, in a pretty, a lot in a pretty small amount of time, the footballs are made out of leather. So yep. that's, you, you have your hand on it. So that's, yeah, that's what leather poisoning is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant had probably had a little bit of leather poisoning throughout his career. Yeah, pride of lower Marion High. Anyway, <laughs> next one I want to talk about is we the thing that is universal. It doesn't matter what sport you follow, what sport you love. We always have an everlasting hatred for the referees, for the officials, for the umpires, and that is no different in Aussie rules football. Whereas instead of calling them blue, you know, stripes, zebras, their word for them is maggot. Mm-hmm. Well, they were they were referred to as white maggots because they they would always wear white, and again, that's one of the traditions that comes from cricket. Uh, uh, because again, a lot of the terminology you know, with with Aussie rules being mm-hmm. seen as a winter alternative, vis a vis you know basketball and football. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of that they wore white, and so they would yell at 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 that so that's where they get that now they don't wear white anymore they wear fluorescent like, lime green you know and, good, uh, uh, and but i can we take it back a little bit ago when they're wearing like suits with a very nice hat and like top hats and stuff like that yeah pork but, pie hats i think is what they're what they're called um <laughs> let's and, bring it and, back <laughs> well, again, wait wait what about here we go fluorescent suits with the pork pie hats i would i would do i would do that <laughs> you know what well see they they had the fluorescent uh t-shirts this was i would have gone about 2000 or so they had mm-hmm. the they had the polo shirts with the hats on but then they ended up transitioning and now they all wear baseball hats Shame. i want to say it was like 2000 or so um but uh well again cricket because if you look at cricket umpires mm-hmm. they are wearing they wear uh, now i guess it's a little bit less formal but for many years they had the suit jackets they had the the, the fedoras they had the black pants um and that's and that's what it was so if you watch the if you watch it back in the 80s you you see that and i think uh, you know if you people who who grew up with it on espn when espn was looking for programming mm-hmm. probably don't remember any of the teams probably don't remember the rules they remember the suits, the hats, and this, and the, and the, and the, and the finger guns. <laughs> the, the finger guns every time. That it, new fans that that captivates me. The first couple of times I saw, it, I was like, "Yep, I love this sport." Just because every time they score, I mean, it's cool. Football, yeah. Basketball, yeah. You raise the hands, it looks cool. But you no, know, AFL, you, hard point. It's it's not even like it's a soft point. It's they really throw themselves into it, and that's why I love the most about it because 
the, it looks like they're about to throw the shoulder out of Sokka every time they try to do a little point. <laughs> well, what's interesting about this, uh, Ross, is that mm-hmm. the is that you know you only see it if they kick a goal. Yeah, that's when they zoom in and they do it. Yeah, but there's other signals too. Um, if the ball, I mean, if it's a behind, if mm-hmm. it goes between one of the big posts and one of the little posts, yep. what they'll do is they'll tap themselves three times to signal to the bound. Because normally, if it's a goal, the boundary umpire has mm-hmm. to go back retrieve the ball. Yeah. this is signal. It's my call. One point. Okay. Uh, if the ball hits the post, mm-hmm. they'll make the signal and then they'll whack the post three times. Because if the <laughs> ball hits the post, it's an automatic behind. So it's saying it hit the post. So just the, do the hard finger point, then they whack the hell out of the post. <laughs> if if um if the ball is touched, they'll 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 hit their wrist three times and do that. Um. So there's different there's different signals. All, everybody only knows the goal and and there's nothing to that. There's just mm-hmm. a. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people d- d- recognize. But yeah, that's why the that's what where the term comes from is because they used to wear white. I love it. Next thing I want to talk about is th- there's a couple of words for this. I mean, not really one in football when you sky a punt. It's just sometimes it's called you know sky punt, bad punt. Um, baseball, you hit a pop fly really high up. Um, if it's home run, you call it moonshot. If it stays in the field, a lot of times you know uh, outfielder gets under it, call it the can of corn. Whereas mm-hmm. if you have something like this in uh, footy, you call it the rainmaker, and now yeah. that sounds way more badass. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because for it's what like, it really is, uh, yeah, it's just like oh, it's just a, it's a really high kick, mm-hmm. and it's a ball that that stays up high, and and yeah, it stays up high, and, and could be scraping some clouds on the on the way down. <laughs> so not as exciting as some of the other ones, but yeah. Right. Stick out some of the birds with that one, you know, just a sky real high. Oh, looks like. Nope, nope, I just put that straight up. That's not going <laughs> anywhere fast. Yeah. Next one I want to talk about is sledge. And now uh, this one, it's, it's it, like some of these words, you kind of infer what it means. But sledge to me was kind of um, kind of like a harder one to kind of see the, the connection with. Yeah, a sledge, it's a, a, a sledge is, is an insult, basically, or, or, or trash talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and that was another one that it took me a, a while to, to get my head around uh, because I'm like, oh, and in fact, uh, Dennis Ryan, who was the president of the league, I said something about him kind of in fun. He was like, I hear you're sledging me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, is that, I'm like I, I, I mean, I don't think we're that kind of friends, but, um, you know, I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. So now that now that uh, now that I do. But, yeah, that's, well, that's well, kind I'm of what not hitting with a hammer. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, what man? are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it is. A sledge is a, is a is trash talking, basically. I love that. And then one of the last one I got, one of my favorite ones, just kind of because um, it sounds funny, but also just because of the actual meaning behind the wor- the phrase is wooden spoon. The wooden spoon, and this is something that tra- that transcends footy. It is, um, it is the team that finishes in last wins the wooden spoon. Shout out to Adelaide, probably heavy wooden spoon oh. favorites this year. <laughs> um, well, what's interesting about that is, um, so I was looking about this because, and, and your listeners are going to get a preview of this stat. If they lose this round, I'm going to okay. I'm going to whip the stat out. Awesome. Uh, Fourteen teams in league history, again going back to 1897 have lost have have lost have, have zero wins in a season mm-hmm. it has never happened in the 22 game era the last team to do it was fitzroy in 1964 when they were still only playing 18 games mm. the last team to to 
go winless in a 17-game season. You got to go back to 1902 when St. Kilda did it. Um, and St. Kilda, in fact, lost, and I'm going to mess up the number. I want to say it was like their first 44 games in the league. Uh, they went three years. They didn't. They came into the league in 1897, and they did not win a game until midway through 1900. That's a rough um, start. <laughs> I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're about that. I, I have the feeling looking at Adelaide coming down the stretch, and I and I think, and I have to double check this. I mm-hmm. think they have the luxury of playing some games in Adelaide Oval. Whether or not it can. Um, will will mitigate the fact that they are just they are All right now Owen 11 is not looking good. too pretty no yeah. <laughs> I, i've seen your your tweets making fun of them are awesome where you had that giant list of, of you know your projected standings oh it doesn't we matter. don't know where we're going to finish until the last game has been played adelaide <laughs> <laughs> that was that was fantastic to me. Everyone, you know, we'll, we'll shout you at the end, but yeah. you follow his account in the USAFL because, you know, um, I'll, I'll be nice. You you definitely do rival our Twitter account, which you can follow, of course, um, because, you know, both of them are high-quality accounts that everyone should follow. How's that? Everybody. How's that sound? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Look at you being diplomatic. You could run for office. No, anyway. Uh- <laughs> no, I don't lie enough. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but with the wins move, where, where is that kind of comfort you said um it kind of transcends footy it's a i feel like it's sort of a booby prize i guess sort of <laughs> it's like the opposite of uh i i think there might be because it's like uh well uh i guess it might have to go with like the servant in in england mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very british term i think it's okay. like well you know they're 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 the cooks they're not they're not any any good um but i love i mean you know it's one of those where it's just it's kind of like i'm sure it had some relevant meaning you know a hundred years ago and now, now it's, it's it's like a long archaic you know it's it's one of those but yeah it's it's a delightful it's a delightful name unless you were unless your team wins it <laughs> right and now here we go just bonus one real quick because all you guys are so lucky you get a bonus one now this is the word step ladder and it comes from my favorite term which is specky mark specky. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, that is it, it's perfect step ladder is the man. Step ladder is the poor schmuck who you go over to take the. <laughs> so so sometimes like if we want to explain this a little bit, so in AFL, as long as you make re- a, a good effort to go for the ball, you are legally allowed to jump up onto someone's shoulders and use them as a step ladder and go for the ball. If you get it, typically it's called a specky mark, spectacular mark. Mark is when you actually you know come down with the ball. And step ladder is something you don't want to be. <laughs> no, it's like getting posterized in, in basketball. That, and, but uh, also, it probably hurts more too. <laughs> well, the well, the, the difference is as opposed to again, I mentioned the, the comparison to basketball. Yeah, basketball is somebody on the other team. Mm-hmm. Here, it could be a teammate, <laughs> and, and 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 it's legal as long as you don't physically shove them in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with your with your hands. It, it is perfectly legal and there's a lot of guys and that's something else is that if you've got somebody we talked about different positions yeah you got guys who've got ups you usually see them playing in the forward line because more often than not it's the it's the offensive players mm-hmm. that make those marks there's some good defensive marks that have been made like that but um you know either you have jumps or you're just the american beast mason cox and you're just 610 and bigger than everyone well, well, I mean, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I, I mentioned that, you know, I run like a pregnant giraffe. He just runs like a giraffe. Um, <laughs> I saw him play at the MCG actually very oh. briefly when I was when I was there. And yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, 
man, he runs funnier than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it must I, be hard at six ten to run like normally. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I and I say that, of course, in 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 good humor of because uh, I've met Mason several times, and I know um, oh, I'm nice. friends with him. I'm friends with his his brothers will play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Cox plays for not Austin; he plays for Seattle. Yeah, so his uh, brothers are in the USAFL while yes. he's over in the AFL, which is something that me and Dine talked about, which is awesome to, to, yeah. to see. And and it's great, I think, because um, you know, I I and and it's something I wish that I'm you know, Australia doesn't really. The, the media doesn't really talk about us a whole lot and mm-hmm. it's something that we're working on i think and, they hate and, us because uh, it ain't us yeah something like Maybe. that <laughs> well what's what's interesting is so so they had coxie they had coxie in 2018 they went mm-hmm. to the grand final yeah and his brothers austin and, and nolan uh were they actually and interviewed them and what was great was is uh, austin had a uh had uh, I don't know if he was wearing it or he had it, he had something with the Seattle Grizzlies on it. And cool. I remember uh, seeing like a clip of that and going, you know, just just like <laughs> freaking out because I was like, oh, one of our one of our teams. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's that too is 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 a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that that I like. I mean, uh, there's there's uh, I think the spe- the speckies are also called screamers because that's what everybody uh, that's what everybody does uh, when you have that. Um, my uh, commentating hero in Aussie rules is a guy by the name of Rex Hunt, and so. I would Rex Hunt and I would look him up. I think uh, there's the um, uh, he used to commentate for a radio station three AW in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he, there is a, uh, uh, the nineteen ninety five playoff match. They call them finals. Uh, Richmond and Essendon, and they, and and it's his broadcast. And I swear, I've listened to him, you know, for about twenty years now. He just retired a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Might be the best game I've ever heard him call because he is completely on point. And the thing with Rex is, you know, somebody who's trying to learn the game. Rex might not be the best because he, he says these things and he has these terms. Every player has a nickname. Um, Lee Montagna became Joe for Joe Montagna, Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, Coon, Adam uh, Cooney became George for George Clooney. <laughs> um, some of them were really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. uh uh, Andrew Walker was the pedestrian. Uh, <laughs> Troy Makepeace was the mediator. Um, there was uh, Trent Yellow Brick Crowed. Uh, he's a little bit again. That's he had gold. a little bit of that's um, gold. There was a couple. Uh, there was um, Brendan Laid, whose nickname was Who Got. Uh, <laughs> and, and 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 this one, and this is a little PG thirteen, but uh, it's okay Graham, on the show. Graham Johncock, whose nickname was Stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> but besides but besides that um if if you know they call it like a daisy cutter like a ball that's grubbed mm, on the ground a worm burner he used to call it a worm burning finger breaking mongrel kick um <laughs> he would say that he would say the ball circumrevolutionizes its way back into the field circumnavigates its battle back into the field what um call uh, he's really good. Dennis Cometti is another one who came up with him. Uh, if there was a, a uh, there was a uh, he went in. A guy went in for the ball once, and he accidentally mm-hmm. got poked in the eye. And he said uh, he went in optimistically, and he came out misty optically. Uh, <laughs> he's a genius. 
So this is this is somebody different. This is Dennis Cometti who does the who does games in Western Australia. But these guys, That's I mean, awesome. I love listening to this sort of stuff. And and yeah. then and then and then and then you know Brian Barish from Northeast Philly comes along and he and 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 my thing was I like I was I did the International Cup in 2017, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm a play by play caller. I yeah. generally don't do I generally don't do special comments. Mm-hmm. Well. I ended up doing USA versus Canada and I was kind of nervous about it. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with this. Yeah. And so um, American guy, Dave Griziak, just poleaxed this Canadian dude. And uh, one of the Aussie guys that goes, oh, that was a strong tackle. And I went, yeah, it was stronger than a garlic milkshake. And everybody just kind of looked at me and went, what? <laughs> what? 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 Yeah. What? Yeah. So. I mean, it's I mean, and it's a sport where I think you can have a lot of fun. But the, uh-huh. the key is, is just also you can have that fun and you can have all those things as long as you describe what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know, if you throw a lot of terms and all that other stuff in, it, it's meaningless if there's not some exactly. substance along with it. So there's um, there's a really ta- it's talent that that comes in, in commentary, color commentary, play by play, and stuff like that to be able to have those little interjections. And I love I've never heard. Like one of my favorite ones, um, he, I mean, he does wrestling, but a guy that a lot of voices here is Jr. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know that that's tougher than a two dollar steak. That's always yeah. a line, but you know stronger than the garlic milkshake. I would not want to try that, by the way. But that does <laughs> sound very strong uh, to me. <laughs> I've done um, that. Kick was uglier than my twelfth grade Spanish teacher. That's another <laughs> one that's pretty popular. Um, uh, the balls. Uh, um, uh, skitters across like a cockroach on the bathroom floor. Uh, that's another one that I do. Um, another one is if if there's a kick that looks really good, but then like the wind takes it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that looks like one of my Aunt Becky's cookies. It looked good coming out of the oven and then crumbled into nothing at the end. <laughs> and my dad heard that because that was my dad's Aunt Becky. And he said, yeah. I forgot how terrible of a cook she was. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff where it sounds... It kind of sounds dumb, but like uh, it, it makes sense as a thing. So, man, that is the best part about when the uh, comes to commentary. But yeah. um, I guess kind of to, to wrap things a little bit, it's all about kind of, kind of talk to me. You know, talk down to me a little bit. I'm still learning, and I'm mm-hmm. fully engulfed in this. And we've heard a lot of great things during the last show with Coach Hess, which is something you guys should check out because it was he he brought so much knowledge to that, and it was remarkable. And so, in your opinion, if whether it to be me, to new fans, or to fans that have been, um, you know, following footy for a while, what do we need to know? What should we go do? What's, like, the best way to really, in, in like, kind of surround ourselves in the game of footy and to immerse ourselves into this amazing sport? Well, in the U.S., um, I think the best thing to do it is all on social media at this point. Um, reach out to the to the teams, uh, tweet to the teams. Uh, you know, especially if you just say, "Hey, I'm an American fan" or something like that. Um, you will uh, all all Aussies have to, especially the ones on Twitter. All they have to hear is that it's American, and they just they jump on you and, <laughs> That's and, and embrace you. He's like, and, "Hey, uh, I'm an American fan, new to sport. What team should I follow?" <laughs> Oh my God! I I remember us. Um, I I actually be like, I I will do that on occasion when I don't feel when I when I'm like I, I don't care and I don't care that I get like 600 notifications, um, you know, and I'm like, have at them, right? <laughs> <laughs> but and that's the thing is that um everybody because because I get this this question a lot. What mm-hmm. team should I pick? Um, 
I know, and I'm pretty involved in the AFL uh, subreddit. So if you're on Reddit uh, as well, we usually get fans come in and, and occasionally, you know, you'll see the comparison like, all right, well, you know, what team do you do? You, what teams do you like? Well, you mm-hmm. know, if you're a Yankees fan, you might be a Collingwood fan. If you're, uh, you know, if you, if you like For expansion the teams, yeah. Uh, if you like expansion teams uh, or teams that need a little bit of love, GWS, mm-hmm. Gold, uh, Gold Coast. Um, yeah, let's talk like, about the GWS bandwagon. Join me, everyone. <laughs> if you like a team where futility is a is a way of life. Philadelphia, um, you know, St. Kilda is, 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 is a good choice. Uh, if you like a team that has a lot of history, but is, is, is starting to get better, um, you know, the Western Bulldogs is a good side. Uh, you know, if you like, uh, if you, if you like being an outsider, but everybody still hates you anyway, kind of like St. Louis, Port Adelaide is a good, a really good one. Um, you know, uh, you know, cause you, you think you're God's gift of the sport, but you're, you know, but, um, it's, um, but, but yeah, so I think there's a lot of that. And, and, uh, it's also fine to not have a team if you mm-hmm. just like like what I do, just throw throw the game throw games on and and just just sit there and 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 watch it. Um, Honestly, I think that's that, the... that sometimes almost better in in esports because I wish there are times I could just sit down and watch a sport without feeling pressured to root for someone without like having this interest. Because I is like a diehard sports fan, I have lost that ability. There's always something I'm rooting for and. It's not good for the blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, I I will say, and and, and I'll say this is, is that yeah, I like watching. I mean, as much as I like Hawthorne, finals football kind of rivals, um, you know, the NHL playoffs for me in terms of in terms of the 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 intensity, and and especially like if you get a really good game, and mm-hmm. then you know making it to the to the finals and making it to the grand final, especially when you've got the teams that haven't that don't make it as, as often. You know, Fremantle's only made it once. Uh, you know, uh, the Bulldogs when they made it in 2016, it had been uh, 55 years since they had made a grand final, even before that, and they had and they hadn't won one in uh, in in 60 plus years. Um, you know, the Tigers hadn't been one when they went to one in 20 they went to their first one in 2017 they hadn't been to one in in 35 years mm-hmm. um so uh, there is very much that uh that pressure and 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 it is very much you know when you get down to that eight teams and uh you know the top four teams get they get that safety net in the first round it's like oh you know um but um i think the other thing as well is try also you know to get into the afl but also follow some of the state leagues as well mm-hmm. um victoria has its own league the, the newer version of the vfl um you've got the south, south australian league the sandful you've got the western australian league as well um the one thing that i've that i um you know and i and again i've followed the sport for as long as i have but i had mm-hmm. only gone to australia three years ago you know, you talk about how soccer is a religion in, in Europe and how yeah. every town in Europe has its own team, be mm-hmm. it a, you know, a, a, a Premier League or, or Serie A or whatever, all the way down to like the 10th level of the pyramid and, and, and <laughs> just like a, a country team or whatever. That's how it is here. And I would compare, you know, you having played, uh, you know, in an, an, an school level football, gridiron mm-hmm. football, it, you know, it, it's a sense of community. Yeah. Um, we went to a place in uh, Montrose, uh, which is in Dan- the foot of the Dandenong Mountains, about an hour east of downtown Melbourne. And um, 
they, you know, it's a town of a few thousand people and they love their, their Montrose demons. And um, when we, they will announce the teams. They on the Thursday night they'll announce the teams. They have a team dinner. Uh, all the members come in and they have, um, you know, they they have a dinner. They have uh, they read out the side. They usually do what are called team fines, which are like, uh, uh, well, you showed up late for practice. That's a that's a dollar. You know, you uh, <laughs> you uh, uh, I saw you you instead of going to training, you were talking to some girl or something like that. That's a dollar. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's very much a sense of that and. Yeah. And they embraced us. I mean, we the U.S. played Papua New Guinea in front of. I mean, they had a, a reserves game, an under 19s game, us, and then their seniors game. And there was, I think, somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 people to come out and, in between games, watch us. <laughs> and we were completely embraced. I mean, they That's took so me cool. into. They have like tailgates, like right up next to the field. And oh, they those take had to be a blast. Oh, I mean. Yeah, they say come on mate have a have a snag and it's that's a sausage and i'm like oh yeah um but uh oh, you know that has some amazing food there yeah uh, it's it's um it's really good yeah they like their they like their uh, meat pies they like their uh, mm. jam, donuts. jam donuts um yeah and they like their they like their coffee but it's melbourne you know, you know i'm a fan uh, of meat pies those are extremely good Oh, they're tasty. They're very, they're very, very good. And we get the, we get the four and twenty. We have a guy who gets the, 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 uh, the, the big, the big brand, the four and twenty, uh, gets us for all of our stuff. But um, awesome. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, it, 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 it's the pulse of the city there, and and it's big in Adelaide, and it's big in Port, in, in uh, Perth. It's getting there in Sydney and in Brisbane, where it's rugby league territory. I mean, mm -hmm. the the success of the Swans and the Giants and the and the Lions over the last you know twenty years or so, I think have very have helped it to where the teams are all successful, can be successful, and I think they'll be there for you know they've they've settled in and they'll be there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's the thing is that is that fall in love with AFL, get involved with AFL and, and also the women's side, AFL women is, is, you know, they've, you know, four seasons old. And um, what's great about that is we talked about all these teams that play in the two mammoth stadiums. Mm -hmm. Well, these women, they play at the old community grounds. Um, you know, Carlton actually plays in Carlton at, at Princess Park. Um, Essendon, uh, well, they're in the VFL. They play at Windy Hill. Uh, you know, they uh, the Western Bulldogs play at the Western Oval. Uh, you know, so uh, it is very, if you get involved in that, it's a very, again, a very tight-knit community. They're very involved in it. So I think... Mm -hmm once this all settles down if you truly it is truly a pilgrimage um to be involved in and i think you know we talked about getting involved with us and we, yeah. I mean, we mentioned about being an umpire as long as i followed the game and i've commentated you know more than 200 matches and all this other stuff i think the most i've learned is sitting in on an umpiring session um, mm -hmm. because I remember um, asking a couple of the umpires there, and somebody had asked me a question, I couldn't answer it, about when there's a ball in or where there was a ruck contest, you see these two guys, like, shoving each other and doing all this, <laughs> mm -hmm. and there's no call, but then you'll see, like, one guy, like, lean on somebody, and it's a free kick. Yeah. Well, well it, I didn't know, and and so explaining, you know, explaining why, why do we call it that way, uh, you know, why is this, I mean, little little things that... It's the details that are kind of hard to pick up on sometimes. 
when you're watching at home, you just don't, you don't get and yeah. when you're watching, even in the stadium, you don't get exactly. a lot of, and I think you've probably seen as I know a lot of others have that, that the umpires are copying a lot of abuse this year. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, the interpretations of the rules change pretty, pretty regularly. And I think mm-hmm. the umpires are just trying to catch up with it. Yeah. But a lot of the people that complain, they've never umpired a match. They've never, you know, they, they don't know what it is. And I, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, so, so that's, I think what that is. So I think, awesome. you know, yeah. there's different ways to get involved. And mm-hmm. if you're able to get involved, you know, I guess that ties a nice little bow on it. Uh, if you're able to get involved uh, somehow, even if it's just like asking questions and you can ask us too, because I like when I get to answer questions, you know, I think it's great. <laughs> Makes it feels cool, people. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, listen, I, I love when other people get involved. I love the fact that we have so many eager followers and, and people like Americans that are involved and, and jump in and answer questions. I like when I get to do it. So, you know, it, it's, it's um, you know, uh, we're, like I said, it, it's just, just speak up on social media and who knows, you'll all of a sudden you'll have friends in a place you've never been to. So. Right. All, all I did was quote tweet from the AFL. It was some like, I'm pretty sure it's like a specky mark that I quote tweeted. And I was saying something like, they the um, Australian football is easily the most unraced sport in the world. Boom, got in contact with you guys. Got a bunch of Aussies retweeting that and stuff like that. And now ever since then, I've just taken the the, the ball and ran with it. And it's been a phenomenal time. And so uh, w- before we end, where can we find you? What do we need to follow? And, and where is the best place to find footy? You can find me under a rock. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, I'm online at Barish, B-A-R-R-I-S-H, USAFL. Um, and you can find uh, about the league. We have uh, at USAFL1997 uh, on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash USAFL. If you want to watch some old USAFL matches going all the way back to the 2014 National Championships, we have a couple of games on there that are older than that. Um, you'll occasionally you'll hear a match or two with my dumb voice every once in a while um it's uh, youtube.com slash usafl 1997 um we have on the website and it's usafl.com slash club list a listing of all the teams in the league there are 46 teams check out and see if there's a, a team near you if there's not there's a link on how to contact the league and see if there's already been interest i know uh we've had um and and um I host, and this is kind of a good transition, I host a week, um, well, I guess we're, (laughs) I just dropped literally before I came on air with you, uh, Ross, (laughs) uh, the newest episode. Yeah, um, that's why I was a couple minutes late. Where can can we find that? um, So it's on our social media. We have links to it, but it's on the Wooshka app. It's on uh, Google Podcasts, on on, uh, on Apple iTunes uh, Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called the Marks and Stripes usafl podcast now, of course everything um, will be linked uh, in the descriptions all this i'll shout you on twitter and all that um so we'll we'll make it easy to to find because it's yeah i'm sure it's uh, i'm sure like like i said your twitter account probably rivals ours i don't know who has the edge right now i'm no might be a little biased who has a better podcast right now might be a little biased but you know we're both great so you should listen to all of us right i i appreciate that you think i'm great i i'm i'm my harshest critic so but well that's the best kind of critic you gotta be sometimes right but you know what i think the the one thing that we are seeing is is like i said we're seeing a lot of interest and and um you know like i said we're seeing a great and and i don't remember if i had mentioned this before we started recording or afterwards but we have seen 
uh, an additional 2,000 or so Twitter followers uh, since this, just from us being up late, or I'm sorry, me being up late tweeting. <laughs> um, you know, having a newborn helps because, you know, her hours are in the middle of the night. Yeah, you're so up by the way, you might as well get a couple yeah. tweets out. May, may as well. And, um, but, but just, not just getting bringing fans in such as yourself, but also just people in that with outlets who have the ability to megaphone uh, what's happening and what we're doing here in yep. the U.S. I think is I think is great. So um, That's I what will I'm help you guys with you know on behalf of all of the fans everywhere. Thank you for being involved and for wanting to be involved in this sport and 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 hopefully. You know, this year and and with we we we've spread some joy into this, and and hopefully in 2021, um, you know, I would say again, I mentioned about all the the teams and everything, and you know, a lot of teams are are starting to plan, uh, even if they're just having like online gatherings. Um, you know, I know Philadelphia, we have a group chat that's been going since I think the 2016 Nationals. Um, but uh, you know, get reach out to your local team, even if that team is like two, three hours away. Uh, just uh, they'll be happy to talk to you. They'll be happy to figure out a way to get you involved. And um, yeah, go footy, go footy. Thank you very much for joining us, Brian. I have been humbled by you you reaching out, and I'm so thrilled that we we're finally. This a couple weeks uh, took us a couple weeks to get this done. You know, we're both very. <laughs> Very busy. You more so. You got a little newborn. I can't really top that. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was a joy I, to get this done. She's the way that she's kicking. I that she <laughs> kicks me when I'm trying to change her in the morning. I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll be seeing her on an AFL uh, FLW <laughs> field uh, in about in about 20 years time. But uh, love it. It's 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 a it's it's a labor of love, and uh, you know the the football and the and and the, and my daughter and and uh, yeah, it's I like I said, I really appreciate the the opportunity to come on. And I told you, listen, we could we could talk for hours about right. this, and, and here we are. But uh, I love getting the opportunity. Yeah, to I'm talk not trying to, to have a I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan yet. I can't really have four-hour podcasts. But, hey, maybe in due time, we'll, we'll get to there. But, of course, you're going to be able to find this show, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, even YouTube. We're there. We're everywhere. www.thefourthalong.com. You'll be able to find everything. And also, on Twitter, in, in the descriptions on YouTube, and even on Anchor as well, you'll be able to find everything. I'll link everything. But, Brian, it's been an absolute blast. I've had a great time, and I hope everyone at home has had just a good of time as I have. Because the last hour, hour and a half, or however the hell long we've been talking or recording, <laughs> it's flown by, and it's been great. And it's all just for the love of footy. So everyone, just just watch footy, and yeah, and discuss right. Yeah, that's it. Just, just you know, just, just I, I don't know why we're having this argument. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. But thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, you know, we'll catch you in the next show. Go footy, go GWS.